Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Seth. And we're track walking. We are track walking. Which is a little bit weird to sit down and record with you since I just hung out with you for like three and a half days. And guess, there you are again. I guess what you and I didn't do together. No, well, together. Okay. One of us did a really good job and recorded four mini podcasts. And I don't know if they're listenable, but I still did it. Well, if we're being honest, you had a lot of makeup work to do. You what? Know, because know. what? I've been good. Yeah. You did good over the week. Okay, there we go. <laughs> you did good over the week. Compliment me. I tried to do things. <laughs> I have no idea if they're dinner. listenable, but. But I tried to do, I tried to do, a, I had, it, but it was a new concept, right? So like we, we, we've always done track walking. You do track walking, well track, like walking the track. And my, my concept was track watching where I <laughs> yep. recorded a show during GLTC races, which may have some technical issues associated with it. Um, because race cars most, are loud. They're so loud. You, you know, we, we all know about levels on those little recorders and the cars would come by and levels on both mics were just pegged all the way to the top. I'm sure it was clipping signal. It was so loud. You're going to make me edit, aren't you? No, the whole idea behind it is that like, so on the, (laughs) on the first lap, you get whatever, like 20 seconds of noise. And then the second lap, you get like 26 seconds of noise. And on the third, it's so like every lap, the, the amount of time you have to interview the person gets smaller and the amount of time that's just blind white race car noise gets bigger. It's almost like so, a game show or something. Yeah. So like it's, it's a, it's a whole concept of recording that might suck. I really have no idea, but I had, I had a thought and I executed it Yep. and I'm proud of me, even if you're not. Yep. I'm proud. I'm proud. <laughs> I'm proud that you you did it. You and did it, it and also it makes me feel like I contributed because I am such a dirtbag. So after we recorded last week Monday with Jeremy Swenson, great I get, podcast. I get if you haven't listened to it. Yeah, really good podcast. Track walking. Y'all should listen. Um, you messaged me on Tuesday saying. Uh, my kid doesn't have school Friday or Monday. And you l- left it like that. And I said, <laughs> yeah, that means you need to get in a car and come hang out. No, you said that and that Heartland's only nine hours away. It turns out it's more like 11. I don't know. I yeah. Googled it bad the first time. I'm not sure how I even did that. but Yeah, we got stuck in some traffic on the way home, too. Of course, it's always on the way home. No, way home was good for me. Way up there sucked. Yeah. I got calculated my mileage. I have 46 miles per gallon average over 1,500 miles. That is not how we did. (laughs) (laughs) You did a little bit worse? 40? 38? Let's keep going. (laughs) Keep going. 32. 22. No. 12. No. 11. No. 
Lower? Yeah. Ten. No. Nine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. So, um, I made a big old air dam for our Chevy Express extended passenger van, which is on a one-ton frame. It's a it's a it's a big, big old girl. first time I've seen it. It's a it's a big piece of machinery. And the air dam makes it look absurdly tall. Yeah. Um, looks like a train almost now. And uh, looks like a land speed van. Yes. What it looks like. It's kind, of, <laughs> it's kind of the same idea, low drag. Um, <laughs> and I've, I've named, I've named it, um, the piece that I put on the Jean Claude. Oh, the Jean Claude Van Dam. Van Air Dam. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a I'm, good piece of humor right and, there. And again, like I because it makes me laugh very hard. <laughs> um, so it's I we know what we got kind of pre Jean Claude, um, but since this trip, um, we're now on winter blend, which is yeah. in my travels has been worth right about ten percent. Okay. Reduction. Um, however, we got about what we always get. So it's, it's, I wouldn't call that scientific at all, but all things considered, I'm pretty happy with, uh, the mileage only scraped it once. Um, but it's like three and a half inches off the, <laughs> the ground. It's ridiculous. It's like 23 inches tall. It's yes. the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yes. So it, it makes me very happy. And I put stickers all over it because why not? It's a lot of real estate. It is a lot of real <laughs> estate. Yeah. Put some stickers on it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I found out Tuesday, like Tuesday that because I'm a terrible parent and I still do this parenting like one day at a time, right? Like when I right. had four babies at home, I'd be like, yes, let's keep us all alive today and worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. And there's still part of me that does that. And uh, so I knew I had nothing during the week. Like I looked at the calendar and there was no orthodontist appointments, nothing important. So I was just sort of like running it one day at a time. And then my kid's like, yeah, I don't have school on Friday or Monday. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) And he's like, well, there's like a holiday on Monday and the teachers have an extra day off on Friday, so we don't have to go to school. Wait, it's a holiday today? Yeah, it's a Columbus Day? Something? We still celebrate that in schools? Isn't that like... I don't... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, really... anybody who's... Yeah, this is still Texas. It's probably still Columbus Day. Oh, fair. Um, I'm not sure if that's what it is, but I feel like that might be what it is. Okay. Um, but, uh, I mean, the mail didn't come today, so... Mm-hmm. So... Um, so yeah, I realized I could drive up there and, uh, I, in, in my defense, when you sent me a crew ticket, I had the page up to buy a weekend pass. Like like that, that webpage was already up. Had you not sent that to me, I would have for the first time ever, Adam Jabay, I'm so sorry. And Chris, I'm so sorry. I would have, for the first time ever, purchased a ticket to Grid Life, which I have never done before. I believe this was my fifth, the fifth event I've gone to, 
and I have never actually paid for a ticket. I've gone in on crew passes and goodwill. I mean, to to be fair, you earned the crew pass this weekend. I feel like most of the time I've crewed, I've earned it. But you still a sticker, man, like five dollar sticker or fifteen <laughs> I twenty dollar shirt. When Sonia was with me, I tried to get her to buy a shirt. And I have broken my kids so much. She went to the merch booth and she's like, dude, the shirt's like 24 bucks. It's way too much. And she just walked away. (laughs) So you were trying to get your daughter to spend her money. No, no. I told her I would buy her one. She did the same thing at Coda, though. So she's like really part. And and part of this is because she's she's reached her full adult form. Like she's not getting bigger. So she realizes anything she buys, she's going to own for the rest of her life. Wasn't feeling it. Yeah. So she kind of she has to look at something and be like, I want to wear that for the next decade at least. So she has become in the last two years really really particular about buying event shirts and things like that so hmm. uh All right. yeah so i i need to i feel like now that this season's done i need to figure out a way to contribute to grid life in a way that doesn't make me a dirtbag that just leeches off the entire community and like um oh who's the who's the sentinel guy that that came with brian i forgot his name i'm a bad person ryan Probably Ryan. No. No, that's not right at all. Anyway, the the guy who put the Sentinel system in Brian DeFries' car, who's the nicest person in the world. And bought us some amazing burritos. Bought us these giant burritos on Friday. So we had these giant burritos on Friday. Fed me for like two days. It was amazing. And then Saturday, um, ASM, Saturday in the evening, uh, ASM, Gave us all a ton of phenomenal food in the evening. And I sort of filled in the gaps with junk food that I brought, which was amazing. And because I don't eat as much junk food around my kids. So when my kids aren't around, I'm just a terrible, terrible at feeding myself. And so I did an entire good life weekend. I spent $3 at the track. I bought a dollar and 50 cent coffee from concessions each morning for two mornings. Um, Jake, like I, Jake, 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 Jake. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The Sentinel guy. That's how I think of him. I need to be a better person. Also, I met, (laughs) uh, like I had met him before and I'm, you know, I'm terrible with names, but then I met like 38 people this weekend, some of whom I knew before. And I was trying to recatalog names and it was, it was overwhelming. I had, I think three people this weekend recognize my voice. And I was talking to them, like just chatting. And they looked at me and they're like, where do I know you from? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? They're like, I know your voice. It's like, oh, maybe that stupid thing with Scott. And so then I get introduced to them and like, you know, their spouse and their dog and their mechanic. And there was just so many names and so many faces. And I love We watched some weird dog licking ears. Dogs licking other dogs' ears for a hot minute on, uh, was that Saturday night? Saturday night, yeah. Herman made a friend with a beautiful golden retriever. uh, And that golden retriever loved Herman and showed his affection by licking his ears. So Herman has super clean ears. Um, Yeah, fun fact. Yeah, dogs are weird. So how's the weekend for you, Seth? Um, So I slept in the Kia for three nights. 
But you couldn't sleep head towards the... Uh, no, I, I mean, just had to be a little gym. diagonal. We, <laughs> I mean, you didn't. You don't really fit, is what I'm trying to say. No, I fit. fit. <laughs> I fit fine. Yeah. I feel like I fit fine. You like you can't roll over without like Tricky. pivoting, so you're like in the same spot. Well, yeah, but the so like the biggest issue with that was that it was really cold. It was uh-huh. super cold this weekend. Yep. And so I was in uh, you know, a full mummy bag with it zipped up over my face. Yeah. And so any sort of rolling over is sort of a procedure anyway, because you have to roll over with the sleeping bag. Yeah. Otherwise you turn your head inside the sleeping bag and then you're it's like you being suffocate. suffocated yes. and it's terrible. So, you know, uh, any any movement is a coordinated thing and i haven't done that in years yeah um, but does, um, does your mummy my my old mummy bag used to have one of those drawstrings that comes with the draft collar that comes around your neck too my my cold weather one has that but this was not my cold weather bag See, i should have brought my good bag the one that i have now only closes over the face not around the neck yeah and i miss the neck closure yeah, I have a a bag that I used to sleep in the snow with, like a proper winter yeah. sleeping bag. Yeah. And that one is is problematically warm. Like you can only bring it right. when the actual temperature is going to be below actual goose like, down. Well, yeah, like oh no, no, it's synthetic because we used to sleep like in the snow where it would get wet and oh. do horrible stupid things. Yeah, okay. Um and uh you almost can't like you can't use it unless it's going to be well below freezing or you're just so hot. This podcast it's brought miserable. to you by track hiking. Uh, track hiking. Yeah. Like I've got a whole, tips. this goes back to my days of, of uh, ice climbing and deciding yeah. that loading up a weekend's worth of stuff in a backpack and hiking through the woods in Canada to climb frozen waterfalls on cliffs. Sounds like a super cool way to spend the weekend. Um, I did some. I, I did backpacking. I didn't do anything like that. I, we we were always like backpacking's lame. Like backpacking is the thing we do to get to the thing that we do. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. Yeah, you know, to go climb on some icicles. So. Super fun. Anyway, yeah, I've got all this leftover, like twenty-five-year-old crap. It's all super old um, from when I used to do fun things. Nice. So I lived in my car for three days. You did. First first day was at a rest area on the way up. Uh, it was okay. Uh, second day, I was like, I love my tiny motorhome. Um, I'm the smartest person here. Third night was was getting old. Um, my tiny motorhome felt super tiny. Yep. And I was kind of over it by the third night. Yep. So uh, it was good to get home last night and sleep in an actual bed that wasn't a car. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the the two nights like at a track always feels too short for some reason, but three feels long. Yeah. This is the first time um I've been at like a full multi-day grid life weekend. Um I I went to New Orleans and I think we spent two nights at New Orleans when we were there a couple years ago. Yes. Um Wait, that's been two years, hasn't it? That's been two years. Oof. Um because yeah, we slept slept next to the drifters. Oh, that was. <laughs> no, we. <laughs> I don't know. 
Never bring your 14-year-old daughter to and and camp in the drift paddock because that's <laughs> that's an experience. And you guys didn't bring earplugs either, did you? No, it was so loud. So loud. Yeah. And um so this is the first like long weekend I've been to, and every other track weekend I've ever been to that I've been driving at has been just a has been a you know Saturday, Sunday weekend. Um, and I've been a couple that I've gotten there like Friday night and then done Saturday, Sunday, but, but I actually got got there there earlier than you said you might. I did. I got there early on Friday morning. Uh, you were still brushing your teeth or something. I don't know. I caught you going through paddock. And so I was there all day Friday and all day Saturday. And by Sunday morning, I was ready to go home. Yep. That's fair. No, we did all, yeah, we, yeah, because we drove home on Sunday. Yeah. So by Sunday morning, everybody was ready to go home. Yes. Um, and basically everybody did go home, which was fine. Yes. We were all tired. Yes. So what was your impression of the overall weekend? Like the, the flow of it, um, kind of the pace of things. Let's start there. Um, everybody was tired. Like, so, it's interesting. I, I went to the two events this year, the, the two grid life I grid life type events I went to. The first one isn't really grid life. It's the it's the Coda event, um, which has got GLTC and um, Super Lap Battle. So time attack associated with that. But you've got a bunch of people, unless you're from down south, you've got a bunch of people that are sort of bringing out cars for the first time that year and testing things and everybody's optimistic and there's a, an absurd amount of energy in the air because this is, this is the start of everything. Sure. Yeah. Um, and people are excited and there's, you know, there's, there's always mechanical issues and code is a big track Yes, that, that's really hard on cars. And And so when something happens to people at Coda, they're like, all right, we're going to go home. We're going to fix it. Um, we got these events coming up. It's going to be great. You know, we're going to try to find some speed, you know, figure out how our car is going to beat the other tracks. And so there's all this planning. It's almost an extension of winter planning because you come away from Coda with the idea of what you're going to do for the rest of the year. Yep. Sure. And then I went to Heartland and (laughs) it seemed like everybody was like, oh, Jesus Christ, please let this be done so I can park the car. And in rest. And and I don't really want to plan for anything. All I want to do is have a good weekend and go home. And so the vibe of the drivers was different. Um, yeah. Again, everybody was super nice as usual. Um, and super positive in their tiredness, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like the, the one last ride sort of thing. You know, it's like, I don't want to say reunion, but like we, we know where things are about to go. Like we're about to get a break. We're about to stop for a while. People were ready to put their cars away. Yes. At the end of Saturday, like they were, they were ready to go. That's, a lot of people had more events to go, but they were, you know, just sort of in their general season, but they were ready to go. Oh, that's done. Like, I don't like everything else can be winter planning. It doesn't need to be season planning. So it was, it was interesting to, to go to the two events that bracketed the entirety Mm. of the season. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we can talk 
might might actually do like um an episode on its own about just thoughts on the season actually i think we talked about this we'll have to have becky on and kind of talk about things or becky and brian becky and brian would be good because that's yeah. you know the, the core of that that team that you've gathered around you and and what it means to to be hyped at the beginning of the season to to work as a team and and do all of these things and commit to each other like we are going to do these things as a team and so it it carries a little more weight than just looking at a schedule and thinking yeah I'll go to those um right. when right. when you've got other people that are counting on you to go to those um it carries more weight to it sort of emotionally sure um i get it so yeah, it would be it would be really interesting to get to get both Becky and Brian to to talk about how that feels and uh, whether they think that's a good idea going forward or whether we should just send Scott out into the world alone and uh, let him do his thing. That'd be real sad. <laughs> I'll come find you, Scott. It'll be fine. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, your duties were essentially to record podcasts, which I did. Provide gummy worms. Which I did. And be Brian's right-hand man. Which requires, like, so little effort. Yeah. Um, Like, I think I checked his tire pressures three times, and then uh, basically went, she's ready to go, and that was it. Yep. (laughs) So, um, I think I did more for... um, Tom, who's pitted a little bit down from us in the white Miata. Tom Moss, yep. Yeah, Tom Moss actually asked me a question about uh, suspension settings. That's right. You, and You were adorable when you came and talked to me later, too. And I knew what I wanted to tell him, and I didn't quite have the self-confidence to be like, do this thing. Um. The, the answer I wanted to give him turned out to be the right answer, but I was just a little bit hesitant and I needed Scott to tell me that I was saying the right thing. So nailed it. Um, Soft, but yeah, I think I, I, did, I did more for Tom than I did for Brian, as it turns out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we could talk about how Brian's weekend went, but we could probably do that with Brian. Yeah, um, I was, could, I don't want to give away any spoilers. I think that'll be best to, talk it out with Brian except especially considering that whole book ending thing his uh his season was really up and down Brian always creates a story yeah. whether he wants to or not his following along with the adventures of Brian is never a boring thing i feel like it's like Brian is living in a jack london novel He's he's the hero of his own book, and he doesn't really realize it. Um, but all of those of us who are reading the book um, do realize it, and it's it's a fantastic thing. Okay. Any other good life weekend impressions? Um, the paddock was enormous. Yeah. Yeah, like really big. Really big, and I I like. <laughs> not having drifters right next to me. Yeah, that, that was kind of nice. They were kind of down but, by themselves. But 
it, I think a combination of the fact that the paddock was so gigantic and the fact that it was cold, um, tamped down the social aspect a little bit. Um, I felt like it did. I'm not sure it did Saturday. That was about the right vibe on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, you know, you had the drag racing too, which kind of took a bunch of people like over into one area that wasn't the paddock, which I mean, that was kind of the strange thing. Um, but you know, they, they had the parade kind of going around and, you know, I was, I was already in bed. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but a fair, fair few people had already left by, you know, Saturday night. Yeah. No, it seemed, it seemed pretty good. Friday night was a little quiet, but it was still good. Like there were people out hanging around. I think what I wanted to do was like sit in a chair and chat with people. You love sitting in chairs. I love you guys stand way too much. Like, what is wrong with you? No, like the natural human form is I'm either sitting or I'm running away from something. (laughs) Those are my (laughs) not curled up in the fetal position, like crying. Well, that's what I do to fit in the Kia, but that's a that's another situation. Um, but no, you guys just like stand around and talk. And I, how many times this weekend were we like standing in a circle? I was like, you guys are idiots. And I went and got my chair so I could then sit as part of the circle. Yeah, because... but then you seem like the old crippled guy in a in a chair. That's fine. Makes me feel weird. <laughs> make, hey, you made me want to break your chair. You control your own emotions, Scott. It's fine. It's fair. Um, I'll just so yeah, that, like, your, that's what I want to do. Is I wanted to like, sit, I wanted to sit around and talk to people, and uh, I felt like it was it was cold for that. Just, I mean, you um, brought your snow pants. I was still cold. I'm I I have to I have to go up north and acclimate for a couple seasons before I can do that. I don't know. It wasn't that cold? It was, I, but it was chilly. But, but I, I don't feel cold very often. I know. And so I felt cold. And that was a, it was a, a new thing for me. From Texas. No, I live in Texas. Yeah, but how long have you lived in Texas? <laughs> At what like, point that you, yeah, no, go ahead and answer that question first. Like 23 years, but yes. it's not half, it's See, not half of my life yet. I, Half doesn't matter. You've lived there for much longer <laughs> than a significant portion of the U.S. population. Okay. Anyway, I'm not used to being cold. I was cold. Um, if you didn't notice, there are times when I get cold that I get a little bit bitchy. Oh, dude, that, what morning was it? Saturday morning, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. You were, <laughs> you said it right before I could get to it. But yeah, you were. <laughs> You were whiny and grumpy for sure. It's cold and I didn't want to be cold. It's dumb. Yeah, well, you can control your reactions. Huh? So. so why am I a dirtbag, Scott? Why can't I analyze me here? Why, why can't I be a regular grown-up person that... Because your day-to-day life is too easy and this gave you the opportunity to try to pretend to do something hard for a change. And it was kind of a challenge and something new, but you kind of realize that you actually like like your nice, easy life. Could be. 
Maybe I don't know. Yeah, so, like how's how's that for a swing? Except except I've except I've been like this. I mean, I've slept in all my cars. Yeah. Um, from the time I was sixteen. Um, I have camped in rest areas and parking lots more than I've stayed in hotel rooms. Way more than I've stayed in hotel rooms. Um. I have mooched food so often. I mean, why do you do your own bike spokes? Why do you do... Why so do the, you... the question is, why am I a cheap bastard? Is I, that what you're asking yeah, me? I mean, kind of. <laughs> I, I think that's more a question than anything else. I mean, you showed your snack selection uh, before. Sh- oh, that's totally going to be this episode's thumbnail. I did so good with snacks. It's going to be your snacks. like Yeah, I mean, it was a high school seniors, like, lunch buffet. It was you, amazing. You had your Little Debbies. You had your gummy worms. What else? Doritos. Doritos, that's right. Pop-Tarts. Yep. S'more Pop-Tarts. Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I had, <laughs> I had so much crap food, I never opened the beef jerky. Get, get I don't to have that to once you. you once you get home. Yeah, actually, I'm saving it for the uh, motorcycle races next weekend. <laughs> Just like put it in a like a little pouch in your suit, so like mid race you can like shove it under your helmet. And, like, well, it's like little... salty and meaty, and it's a really good thing to eat during a race. It's good to chew on. Yeah, yeah, but there there's a part of me that wants to to be a normal human. With my ability to to contribute, I say contribute financially to grid life, which is just sort of like a guilt thing that all of this is going on, and I'm not doing anything to support it. I'm going to call but, bullshit right now. I don't think you have any desire to want to be a normal human, none whatsoever. But the rest of the world seems to be doing okay, Kinda. right? But you're like navel gazing now. I mean. <laughs> You're you're window shopping a life that you don't ultimately you know you're gonna walk past it. Maybe. Maybe my biggest concern is that, you know, coming up in the next few years when I don't have any kids at home, um, my wife genuinely wants to not initially come to grid lifes with me, but wander around the country with me as I go to grid lifes. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> She's grid life adjacent, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. And part of me wonders, like, I don't, how is my wife going to fit into my dirtbag life? Does your wife like camping? Yes. Glamping? No, I mean, she was, she did a, she's done a a bunch of backpacking, you know, all of, all of those things that, that happened in our previous lives when we were young people. Um, She camped as much as I did. She's got all the same 25 year old camping gear that I have. Like, yeah, she, she enjoys it as, as a concept and enjoys going and doing it. I don't think that, (laughs) that camping in a parking lot is necessarily on her list of a good time. You you guys are, or at least she is definitely getting a hotel (laughs) near the paddock. Yeah, that, that definitely might happen. Yeah. Even though that's, 
and it and it doesn't really have a way to miss out on the culture and the fun of and i definitely think we could go camping someplace that wasn't a parking lot with people driving golf carts with stereos around having you know 70 million watt lights shining in the car while you're or in the tent while you're trying to sleep etc that was the worst part they were so bright like our trailer has like one skylight and it's opaque white well not totally opaque but like the light that was a few trailers down just made the inside of the trailer i if i had brought black spray paint (laughs) i would have removed the skylight painted the inside black and reapplied it but i didn't and so now now imagine sleeping in my tiny motorhome yeah, but that's Fair. that's when you take your sleeping bag and you do the the mummy thing. That's what I had to do. Cover my eyes with my sleeping bag. But also in 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 generators, like I'm over generators. Uh yeah, that's Yeah, we get it. We had but, several around us too. But that's why we bring earplugs. I didn't bring earplugs. Didn't bring blackout from a tiny motorhome. Um and I really don't think camping in parking lot is considered camping by anyone um, who likes camping. Like, do no. you like camping? Yes. Would you like to go camp in, the, in a parking lot on a grid life weekend? God, no. Yeah. No, those are different separate categories. Right. Common, but distinct. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm going to have to find a way to, to give back. I feel like I give back to our community. I re- record podcasts. Um, I do help Brian kind of. I, I helped you and Beck. I mean, not that, you, did. you know, not that I wasn't available to help, but there just, there wasn't that much help needed. You were trying to um, fix a bike for a hot minute. I did. I pulled I pulled the carb apart on Brian's bike and cleaned the carb and uh, did all that stuff and then figured out that the bike had no spark. So nah, carb wasn't really relevant. Yeah. So you basically broke the bike before Becky or I had a chance to ride it. Brian broke the bike. I never rode it. Thank you very much. Well, the last person I saw touching it was you <laughs> and the bike wasn't working. So in my mind, I got there. Okay. Seth broke it. Sorry about and, that. I will and try or to couldn't fix it. Come to Texas and you can ride all the motorcycles at Brian's house or my house. I came to Topeka. That's to, r- to ride a pit bike. I mean, I was planning on it. <laughs> Becky was excited about it. We need more pit bikes. Uh, do we? I mean, the paddock was big. It would have been easier. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. Like if you saw somebody on a push scooter, not an electric scooter, if you saw somebody on a push scooter, there was like a 94% chance they were a one lapper. There, Yeah, we did have quite a few there this weekend. Yeah. Because once you have one, like you don't want a one lap scooter and an electric scooter and something else. You just like the scooter works. Right. And you have to have it for one lap. Yeah. So, yeah. It's you can basically ID one lappers by their push scooters. Yeah, that's, that's how we roll. That's, that's why we're a team. Yeah, there were quite a few. Talked to Robbie, and there were a bunch down near him. He and Andy Hollis was Panic. there. Hollis I, was there. We had some um, 
uh, some Porsche guys who were there. We had some Civic and Fit guys who were there. I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, there were quite a few. Yeah, it was a good time. Actually, um, Dean Palmer, who uh, helps out the Myriad paddock, uh, he's talking about doing it with a good friend of his, so that'd be that'd be cool to see. I Dean. talked to several people who were who were either on the list this year or were figuring out how they can get on the list for next year. Um, and uh, there's interest in the event, certainly. <laughs> a lot of interest. Well, I mean, there's interest in the event from the people that we hang out with. Yes. How's that? Yes. Um, it's sort of it's sort of bucket listy for uh, for this type of car person. Although, dude, did I talk to a bunch of people that are all like, "I'm going to build a GLTC car." Woo! That series has still got people excited, and I don't know what to 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 do about it. I mean, roll it, I suppose. But yeah, there's a lot of man. There's a lot of excited people. Like GLTC is the new time attack. Well, you you told me something before the show about who was excited and who was tired. Yeah, the the most excited people I met this weekend who were so incredibly stoked about everything grid life and were jumping out of their skin were the people who didn't have cars there. And the people who did have cars there were all tired and wanted to go home and rest. Fair. And that that may say something about the general state of the grid life paddock at the end of a season. Um, There's been a lot of big toes. Fuel costs and general costs are high. Yeah. And some of those people started back in February. Yeah. I mean, we started in March, which is pretty absurd. Yeah, I would. It would be fascinating for someone to honestly share their budget of running a gold pass. Jeez. Like, I don't know if anybody really wants to honestly drop the number out there for, you know. On it can. And it can vary so widely. Well, that that's the thing is, you know, like like Nick Coors is spending a lot less on towing than you are. Yes. Um, and different people have, you know, different amounts of, you know, you spent way less in tires than Jeremy Swenson did. Yes. Um, so there, there's a lot of variation in that sort of thing. But... Um, it would be interesting to see, you know, do a do a Formula One style. This is what our team spent. Does that make sense? And most people would be like, God, no. What are you doing? What's wrong with you people? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you can you can do. Things. And I'm not suggesting you do it. That no, would, I'm, I don't I don't I don't, that I don't keep track. You're That's, a smart man. Thank you. Um no, it's it's one thing early on I knew I couldn't do. Otherwise, I'd grow to resent something that brings me a lot of joy. So if I can afford it or to do an upgrade or something, I do. And if I don't, I don't. Yeah. So 
I don't take out, I don't buy things on credit cards um, unless I immediately pay them off just to keep credit alive, which right. is just stupid. Um, but yeah. And that's that's not a flex. That's just I just no. I, that's I just can't it, do it. It, it. It's a it's a lifestyle thing. It's a way to live. Going like we have to live within cash flow, and so it doesn't particularly matter what the end budget is, as long as I've continued to live within cash flow right. for for what my designated cash flow is for that season. Um, and that's in general. Uh, it's in general how I work too, except I've got, you know, now I've got three tuitions, college tuitions on top of it. So oh, that makes, it makes cash flow look weird. Think about. Yeah. Let alone what it's going to be like in another 10 years when mine gets to be that age and decides whether he wants to go do that or not. You'll be a completely different person in 10 years, Scott. I mean, you'll also be exactly the same person, but, yes. um, that's the that's the the beautiful duality of time. Yes. Um, you never change, and you become completely different. I don't know what to tell you, and and, and that's 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 kind of what the the race season is like. You are a different person at the end of the season. You've just and you're seen, also, you've just seen more things. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it, right? Like like you're the same person with more experiences, more more data points, more more things to to process and interpret the world around you um you've got more races under your belt you've made how many more passes have you made at the end of the year than you had made at the beginning of the year um you know you've you've taken a lot of greens and a lot of checkers um your 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 book of of race experience is way way bigger Are yes. you going to count greens and checkers right now? No, I was going to say, did I finish every race I started? But no, I can't say that. So I won't. Um, yeah, so I think you and I have been talking. I think we're going to do, and we talked to a bunch of people at Heartland about doing podcasts over the winter to kind of talk about this season and talk about, what's coming up because the break in between is a really good time to kind of sit back and look at the whole thing. What have we done? What have we done? So, uh, we talked to, um, a couple time attackers we're going to have on, uh, definitely going to have Brian and Becky on, uh, talk about, talk about that whole deal. um, yeah, a lot of people actually. Yeah. So, and the nice thing is, my car is parked in the garage, and it doesn't have to go anywhere for many weeks. Many weeks. I was prepping the race bike today. Yeah, well, you have a race coming up, and I don't. Yeah, I got a I got race this weekend uh, and race next weekend. So I got I got two weekends of racing before my season is done. Um, so I get to experience the end of the season, uh, repeatedly this year, um, through grid life and through my own racing and then through my own racing again. So, um, so I, emotional roller coasters associated with that. And of course, because we're idiots, we have a new motorcycle we're building for next year. Yep. 
um, because literally because we just want to make our life harder um, because life being easy is boring, apparently. Because um, you guys want to go faster. We don't even really want to go that much faster. That's the dumb thing. We just want to do it, go roughly the same speed differently. I don't, I don't know what we're doing, but we're all super excited about it. A new challenge. <laughs> I think that's really it. The it would be it would be like if you showed up with your car and it just worked pretty good, and you were like, "Yeah, let's just keep doing pretty good." Would it get boring? Probably. Yeah, and you would want to do something different, even even if you knew the end result would be doing pretty good. If I could afford it, yes. Yeah. Well, that motorcycles are cheaper, so you know. <laughs> true well we're at track walking podcast we are (laughs) Seth was trying to figure out where I was going with this Uh, no you look tired honestly I was I've been waiting for you to cut the show off for like 10 minutes because you were just like like emotionally wiped out your hair is all puffy it's puffy Um, yeah watch watch us on the twitch stream if you're interested in uh, what we eat before the show what my hair inevitably looks like. I need to get it cut. It's especially when the sides get like sideways poofy. I think it's a good look. You're, you're imposing when you, when you really got the poofy hair thing, you're, it's a little bit, a little bit Albert Einstein, a little bit. uh, Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. It's notable if nothing else. Yeah. So, yeah, stay tuned for basically uh, season wrap-ups of everything from everybody about everything. Yep. I'm Scott. And I'm Seth. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>